Good morning, everyone. Uh, I hope that you're well. Uh, I hope that you're comfortable. Hope you've got your tea or coffee at hand and uh, we can enjoy this short time of worship together. Can I just pray really quickly uh, before we start? Father, uh, along with the psalmist, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing in your sight my rock and my redeemer and lord would you give us all ears to hear what you would want to say to us today in jesus name amen amen i hope you've had a good week and um, i hope that we can share some stuff this morning that will uh, that will encourage you but also will challenge you will invite you a little bit deeper into the into the ways of Jesus and, and, and deeper into the heart of the Father. Um, I want to go to a verse in Psalm 63, verse 3, as we begin. Uh, a verse that may be familiar to some of you. And this is what the psalmist says. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. See, the psalmist did, didn't always have it easy. Psalmist was, he was on the run, he was under attack, he was facing all sorts of, uh, of different challenges at different times, some of his own making, um, not always. But this was his testimony, that your loving kindness, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. And, uh, and this, this, this loving kindness, um, in the in the original in the hebrew is uh, a little world word um, pronounced hesed well i i, I think it's pronounced something like that hesed and, uh, and it's a really difficult word from what i gather from what i from what i read um, it is a really difficult word to translate but i think that as we engage with the whole of the old testament we get a glimpse into the very character, into the very nature of God. We, I think it is probably the most important word in the Old Testament, reveals the nature of God. As I say, it's hard. It seems to be this word that is really hard to translate into our English. As many as many Hebrew words are, as many Greek words are, uh, we don't always get the full meaning, the full picture. And, and this word, this hesed, it's, a, it's almost like a cluster of ideas around love and mercy and, and grace and kindness all just uh, merged into this one word, uh, hesed. We see it many times throughout the Old Testament. We see it as God reveals himself in Exodus chapter 34. The Lord comes down from a cloud, we are told. The Lord comes down from a cloud and he says, The Lord is compassionate. He is compassionate and gracious. He is slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. And it's, and it's this hesed word again. Abounding in hesed, abounding in love and faithfulness. God revealing himself, uh, God revealing himself to his people. He's slow to anger. He is compassionate and gracious. He's abounding in love and faithfulness. This hesed word just keeps cropping up 
uh, right throughout the Old Testament. Isaiah 54, the, verse 10. The mountains be shaken, the hills be removed, but my hesed, my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. My unfailing love for you will not be shaken. And as things are shaken right now, as, as, as many of us find our worlds shaken, hear this, hear this from the prophet Isaiah this morning. The Lord, his unfailing love, his hesed love, it will not be shaken. He will not break his the covenant of peace will not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Just again, you just get a glimpse into the into the nature of God. I've been I've been reading Isaiah quite a bit over the last number of weeks, and I just uh, I found it really helpful in my prayer life. There's times where I just have, over the last number of weeks, just uh, not knowing what to pray. Moments that my my own words just don't seem enough, and and the, and and the psalmist has been really important, has been really helpful, as I've mentioned many times. But Isaiah has some, uh, just some incredible um, words of hope that uh, that I find myself clinging to in the place of prayer, and I would encourage you to find yourself, as I've I think I've mentioned it before, especially the closing part of Isaiah. Um, those remaining chapters from Isaiah 40 right through to the end. Um, there's verses of hope and, and, and joy and love and peace and all in the mix. And I find myself just clinging to some of those verses and some of those ideas in, in the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah 63 verse 7 I just keep coming back to this over and over again over the last few days. Uh, I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord. I didn't even know that was didn't even know that was a word. Kindnesses. I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord, um, the deeds for which He is to be praised, according to all that He has done. Yes, the many good things He has done, according to His compassion and many kindnesses so many different ways that he is kind there's so many different ways that he expresses his kindness and his love and his grace and his mercy and his hesed it's full of kindness he has many kindnesses that are that uh, the prophet isaiah was was wanting to tell of because he is the he is the lord uh, of compassion he is the lord of many kindnesses uh, and, and again, let me keep going, if it's okay, to, to Lamentations. Um, maybe, in some ways, not the most uplifting uh, book in our Bibles, but it is, uh, is remarkable, some of the gold that we can find uh, in this short book. And uh, Lamentations 3, verses 19 to 23, I'd encourage you to mark these verses in your Bible. Find them particularly helpful again uh, over the last number of days. Um, verse 19 I remember my affliction, 
I remember my wandering. And the, the New Living Translation it picks, picked up in verse 20. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. And it is a place that we can keep coming back to. It's a, it's a verse that we can keep coming back to right now. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. But the writer goes on, yet, yet I still dare to hope. Yet I still dare to hope. And, and, and as I sit here in my carriage right now, I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm longing that right now that there would be something within you that would dare to hope. As you, as you remember, as you consider the affliction, as you consider the challenge of right now, as you remember this awful time, as you grieve over loss, that there is something would come upon you right now that you would dare to hope. The writer of Lamentations, yet I will dare to hope when I remember Hesed. When I remember Hesed, when I remember the faithful love of the Lord, which never ends. When I remember the unfailing love of the Lord never ends and his mercies are new every morning. Every morning, great is his faithfulness. Many kindnesses are new every morning. And so I pray that something within us in this season would dare to hope as we remember the unfailing, relentless, never giving up, unbreakable, unchanging love of the Lord expressed towards each one of us and expressed towards each one of us um, through Jesus. Father God is really kind. He's really kind. And I don't know if that is the that is what is spoken of him enough. I don't know if it is what is presented of him enough, but he is really kind. He is really good. He loves you. We've been we've had this song in our house. When I say we, I, and uh, I think I've had a, the eyes rolling a few times as I've played the blessing that uh, that came out this time last week. And I uh, just find myself getting so moved as I pray that over you guys, as I pray it over our church, as I pray it uh, even over our community, that the Lord would bless and he would keep and his face would be turned toward us. In the course of the, the, the song that, the, that was released last week from all these many churches across the UK, that his favour would be upon us. He is for you. He is for you. I've just been declaring that over our church. I've been declaring that over our communities and our village and the businesses as we've engaged in Wednesdays in our prayer time. Praying that over uh, the, the workers that are working in the health service, the people that are working in support groups and counselling services. He is for them. He is for you. He is with you. And uh, as much as I want to say that he is really kind, and I know that he's really kind, 
I don't think that he will force his kindness on us. He won't force his kindness on us. But Ephesians chapter 2 reveals what he wants. Ephesians chapter 2, I think, reveals what he is longing for us all to experience. He won't force his kindness or his or his love upon us, but he we see something of his heart, we see something of what he wants. Uh, through what Paul writes in Ephesians 2. And I think it's from verse 4. It's saying, But God, but God who is rich in mercy, who loved us so much, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our sin. Even when we're still we're, we're, we're walking away from him, even when we're still ignoring him, even when we're still doing our own thing, doing whatever it was that we wanted to do, following our own ambition, our own desires, he still, he still gave himself for us because he's so rich in mercy. He's so full of love. And he goes on, Paul goes on in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, he says he wants, we see that he wants you to know him in order, this is where, this is where we pick up the, the, the letter again in verse 7, in order that now and in the age to come he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. That, like, that is so packed with depth and richness that I, like, I, there's no way I can even attempt to, to, to plumb that. Like, that. This is what he wants. The, one, the God who is rich in mercy, who is full of love, gave himself for us so that we would come alive in Christ Jesus. He did all of this in order to show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed to us, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. That is remarkable. Look at that. This, that is... Father God, he's so kind. He wants to express his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. And this morning, I, I, I'm not, not frustrated by it. I was going to say I'm frustrated and, and, uh, and delighted in equal measure, but I, I am delighted that I cannot exaggerate his kindness. Can't exaggerate. Even as I try to communicate this as best as I know how, there's nothing in my ability to even even offer a glimpse of how he loves you. To even give you the slightest, uh, the slightest understanding of how kind that he is. Of how much he loves you and how much he is for you how much he is willing for you to experience this expression of his kindness to us in christ jesus we we looked a couple of weeks ago um at the uh, in colossians uh i suppose we looked we we glanced at the whole letter uh, there's this letter from lockdown that paul had wrote to the people in the city of Colossae. And, um, and in verse 12 of chapter 3, we read that 
as dearly loved people, as God's chosen dearly loved people, clothe yourself with compassion and patience and kindness. Clothe yourself with kindness. And um, Judith, uh, Judith got this T-shirt a number of a number of months ago, and I love it when she puts it on. I love it. I love it when she puts it on because she looks really good in it. First of all, but secondly, it says choose to be kind. And as we said a couple of weeks ago, like put on kindness. It's a it's an intentional act. It's it's something we must choose to do. We have this choice to put on kindness, and even in the midst of of all the of all the stuff that's going on, a lot of rubbish stuff that's going on, there's still this choice that we have to make as those that are dearly loved, people that have been dearly loved by God. In light of that, now you put on kindness. The fruit of the Spirit mentions kindness. The fruit of the Spirit, believe it or not, the fruit of the Spirit is not criticism. Criticism is not one of the fruits of the Spirit. Neither is Neither is judgment, neither is harshness, but kindness is. Kindness is, is a fruit of the Spirit amongst many other wonderful uh, attributes. There's just a couple of things as I finish uh, that I want to challenge you when it comes to the idea of choosing to be kind. And first of all, I would... Uh, I would love to encourage you that you would choose to be kind to yourself. Um, if you want to, later on, we can type in um, Andrew Peterson, Be Kind to Yourself, into YouTube. He, he, uh, he wrote a song called Be Kind to Yourself. He's a, he's a got Christian gospel um, musician uh, in the States. Uh, and in the in the midst of this song, he, he writes, you can't expect to be perfect. It's a fight that you've got to forfeit. Take a deep breath and believe that I love you. And so I love you to choose to be kind to yourself. I'd love to say that I'd encourage you. I almost plead with you that you stop judging yourself too harshly. One of the things that is that, that, that grieves me honestly um, is is seeing how, how much of a struggle at times it is for 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 parents who are finding homeschooling really difficult and uh, and some of the language that they use about themselves um, is honestly it's really upsetting and so my encouragement to all of you but if you're a if you're someone who's homeschooling, if you're a mom or a dad or a carer who is homeschooling and it is being difficult, please stop judging yourself too harshly. Um, none of us have been here before. We're we're in a we're 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 all in the middle of something that we've never we've never experienced or we've never been in this position before so please stop setting or holding yourself to impossibly high standards not just homeschooling now just in any in 
in any area of your life. Stop judging yourself too harshly. Stop, stop setting impossibly high standards for yourself. Stop comparing yourself to others. Please be kind to yourself. Choose to be kind to yourself. And maybe that's difficult. Maybe that's going to be difficult for some. But I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you to Luke chapter 6 for a moment and, um, and see something of what Jesus teaches us when it comes to the idea of choosing to be kind. Uh, previously, a um, number of weeks back, we looked at Matthew's version of um, what's commonly known as the Beatitudes. Uh, and this morning, I'd just love to look uh, at Luke's version. In Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 36. Let me read through these verses. Uh, but I tell you who hear me. But I tell you who hear me. See, we have a choice whether we even tune into this or not. These are these are, gonna, these are challenging words, and um, it'd be hard to hear. So Jesus is making that clear from the outset. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who ill-treat you. If someone strikes you in one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes... What belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. He is kind. Father God is really kind. We love it when he's really kind to us and to the people we know and the people we love this is where it's challenging this is where, where Jesus teaching just goes against our instinct um, he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked we are people I think it was John Tyson said that we want to punish the wicked and shame the ungrateful we want to punish the wicked and shame the ungrateful. And, and we actually want God to, to do the same. We think that God should do the same. But that's not. It's not his nature. Never been his his nature. He is this Hesed love that we sing. Revealed over and over again in the Old Testament. It's carried on uh, in the New. Revealed perfectly in Jesus. And, uh, and so sometimes we're, we've, we can be left, and I don't want to get into this this morning, but we can wonder what is the posture of God toward people today. 
and I've I think I've heard enough of people saying that he is judging, he is condemning. All of that, but I come to the come to the words of Jesus, and he tells me that Father is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked, and then he tells us to do the same. You do the same. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. So you do the same. You be kind to them too. And so I'm encouraging you. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging myself. Choose to be kind to yourself. Choose to be kind to your enemies. And then I think everyone else, <laughs> everyone else will fall in between yourself and your enemies. So go and be really kind to people. Be really intentional about who you be kind to. Maybe there's a neighbour or there's a family there's somebody within your community that this would be a real challenge for you to be kind to. So I would encourage you, why don't you challenge yourself when you have those conversations around the lunch table today. Um, and, uh, and consider consider how kind the Father has been toward you. And give that kindness and love away in return. So bless you all. Um, thanks for thanks for listening. Um, again, if there's anything that we can do to help, to support, and uh, to love you really well through this time, please get in touch, be in touch. Um, we are grateful for you all. We miss you all. Um, and I pray and hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, everyone.